Julie D, and you're listening to the Nordonia We Need to Talk Podcast Network, recorded in the Gary Miller Studio, brought to you by NordoniaHills.News. And tonight, I'm sitting here with Chris Wilerski from CND Plumbing. Hey, Chris. Hey, Julie. How you doing? Awesome. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Did you hear we might not have a white Christmas? I heard that. Yeah, we'll see. I'm okay without snow. But, um, you know... Christmas or any other day. <laughs> <laughs> it is cold out, and we have been getting some calls and texts and some Snapchats about plumbing issues. Right. So they've been asking, you know, first of all, about water heater maintenance. Oh, yeah. I've been getting tons of questions about that. Uh, yeah. Christine from Columbia Station. Uh -huh. She's probably listening, waiting mm -hmm. for the answer. Should I drain my water heater? If so, how often? Yeah. The manufacturer tells you you should drain your water heater once a year. If you can do it two or three times, that's probably a little bit better. But um, And the process is really simple. This is something that the homeowner can do themselves. You can uh, First, you just need a few things. I mean, you need garden holes and a place to drain the water heater. So if you have a basement, it's pretty easy. Sometimes if you have a like a slab home, it might not be quite as easy. But there should be a floor drain close by and like a mechanical room that the heater's in, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you would um, hook the hose up to the drain valve at the bottom of the tank and then run the hose into the drain and open up the... You want to leave the water on. This is what I suggest anyway. You always want to leave the water on and then you open up the drain valve at the bottom of the tank and now you're sending water out of the tank under pressure using city water to kind of push that stuff out. And then you can let it run like that for like a minute or so and then shut that off and... Um, what you also need to do is like open up a hot water faucet because you want to get air in there in, in order to... Because now you're not using water pressure anymore. Now it's just draining out by gravity. And if there's no air in there, of course, it won't drain out. So, um, yeah, that's what you would do. And then let it drain until the water runs clear. You know, you could five, ten minutes, something like that. Just pay attention to the hose. And then shut the valve off at the bottom of the tank. Unscrew the hose slowly turn the water back onto the water heater and then let the water run out of the hot side of the faucet usually about three minutes does it to get any air out and then you're you're good to go well i have not heard of that <clears throat> i'm really worried right now <laughs> because you've never drained i've never now maybe this Most is people, something my husband does and i don't just, even pay attention yeah you just don't know about it yeah who knows no. what he does right. <laughs> when he's in the basement <laughs> yeah most people don't do that but it's recommended by the uh, manufacturer to do well, that. Well, Christine knew that she should do it. She just wasn't sure how often. Right. Because that was a very good question. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a Mandy from Reminderville. Oh, yeah. And she asks, I heard about anode rod. Anode rod. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't correct me on the air. What you what you said. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> in my water heater. Should mm -hmm. I have it changed? Okay. Well, first of all, what is an anode rod? Anode rod. Right. Is that like rod steward? No. Hmm. It's anode. It's a sacrificial rod that the manufacturer puts inside of the tank. So the corrosive things in the water, or minerals rather, in the water, attack the anode rod instead of the steel tank. So it's there. Tricky. Right. Exactly. Trick it into eating this instead of Pay eating Pay no attention right. to that one over there. Exactly. And then that's what it does. It'll um, work on deteriorating the anode rod as opposed to the steel tank. And then after a few years... It probably gets attacked so much. Right. That um, 
you, you know, it goes, it goes, but well, it's not effective anymore. It's right, not useful right. anymore. So um, then you would change it usually every, I think it's three to five years and you're, you're, you're better served if you like have a water heater installed, you're better served to do it from the beginning, like the first three to five years and change it, you know, and put another one in there. Then um, you could easily, easily double the life. You could easily, if you did that consistently like you should, you would be able to get 20 years out of a water heater, no problem. Wow. My water heater is <clears throat> not getting much love from me. I feel bad now. <laughs> I have not been taking care of it. That's, But that's definitely, well, unless you're pretty handy, that's something that the homeowner Well, Mandy do. must be handy because she knew is, to ask. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, that's usually something the homeowner can't do. So Wow. But yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that that was there. Yeah, and like I said, it can if you uh, if you start changing the anode rod from the beginning or first few years, and then continue to do it, like I said, you can get twenty to thirty years out of a water heater. It's kind of like servicing your car on a regular basis makes your car last longer. Right. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? Well, Mandy knew. Mandy knew. Yeah, she knows. And and there's other smart people that have contacted us, uh, like James from Chagrin Falls. Yeah, a lot of smart people live in Chagrin Falls. Well, you know, they know a lot about water because they Mm -hmm. got the falls, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard I should exercise my relief valve. Is that true? Um, and does this involve spandex or weights? That it, uh, you know, or you right. know, what kind of exercise are we talking? Yeah, the relief valve, um, it's a, or T&P valve, is a, a temperature and pressure valve that every water heater has, and it's designed to go off on two things, one being temperature, one being pressure. If the temperature gets too high, the T&P valve will open up and drain water out to keep it safe. And um, pressure would be the other one. If the pressure would get too high, then it would open up and do the same thing. Now, the manufacturer tells you you should exercise it once a year. But this is uh, this is something that if you didn't do this from day one, don't start doing it like two years in. Because more than likely, the T&P valve is going to continue to drip. You won't, Once you open it up... Because it's you pull a little lever and it's spring activated, and you open it and then you close it. It never makes up. Well, most of the time it doesn't make a perfect seal again, and it'll continuously drip out of there. So hmm. if you're going to do that, do it from, you know, when the um, water heater is installed. Don't start doing it like three years down the line. Like, hey, somebody told me that I should right. exercise my T and P valve, so I'm going to go in the basement and open it up, and then next thing you know, it's steady dripping. Wow, this is again more stuff I'm not doing. I, I feel like my my water heater is you know not neglected, being ta- not yeah. taken care of at mm-hmm. all. This is very sad. <laughs> but James knew about the exercising the right. valve, so yeah. got to give James props. Right, and again, there's um, the top three reasons that uh, water heater fail. Water heaters will fail. One would be high water pressure. People are always asking what's high water pressure. Anything that is higher than 80 psi is what um is considered high water pressure so what, what's psi pounds per square inch ah. so if you had and it's it's really easy to check your your water pressure if you had high water pressure you'd have to um you'd want to reduce the water pressure and you could buy a pressure reducing valve and put it in uh the main water line coming into the house and then uh you would knock it down to like you know anywhere from like say 50 to 75 pounds was perfectly fine for our house so what's the second reason water heaters fail uh usually with the anode rod oh that anode rod again uh-huh that'll fail from not being changed same thing it'll sad uh, 
it won't be useful anymore inside the tank and uh, it doesn't it won't provide any protection so that's another then the chemicals in the water will start to eat the steel the tank wrong it, thing. right exactly and so what's the last reason water so heaters uh, thermal expansion pressure really because heated water expands and it needs somewhere to go the, by code now you're supposed to have an expansion tank on the cold water so when the water heater comes on and the heated water expands it has a place to go if you have a closed system now this goes back into if you had a pressure reducing valve on the main line now you you've created a closed system because the heated water that expands it wants to go somewhere in the pipe and normally if you don't have a reducing valve or something like that on the main the water would go back in toward the city main but if you have they have high water pressure and you put a reducing valve on there now when the water gets heated and it expands it's looking for a place to go and it can't go back toward the main because you have this pressure reducing valve on there mm -hmm. So you have to provide a way for thermal expansion, and you do that by means of a expansion tank, and you put that on a, the cold water line right by your water heater, and that eliminates the uh, thermal expansion. Wow. All this pressure mm -hmm. to do the right thing with my water heaters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you got a lot of work to do on your water heater, I think. Well, you would probably be doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? That's right. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> well, you know, we have more questions. Mm-hmm. These are, I think we're moving away from the water heater right now. Yeah. Patrick from Sagamore Hills. Oh, yeah. He called a couple of times, or actually left a, yeah. a couple messages. Um, toilet, right? I replaced my flap around mm -hmm. my toilet because it was running. Now it has a short flush. Yeah, my guess is uh, that he put the wrong flapper in. Some oh. flappers now have, uh, they're a little more specific now. They used to be uh, like a fit-all type that you know, would work on just about any kind of toilet that, mm -hmm. you know, you had. Now they have little floats on there, which uh, and the float uh, regulates how long the flapper stays up or how fast it falls back down and, clo you know, closes and sits back down on the flush valve and, you know, refills the tank. So I'm guessing that's probably what the problem is. Hmm. He has the, it's either that, if he doesn't have the right flapper, it's probably not adjusted right. Bib. There's so much to know. Yeah, by moving the little float up and down, if he has that one. Well, um, maybe he was trying to repair something on his own. Right. Maybe that would cause this, too. That could be. Because uh, somebody like yourself replacing it or fixing it would know the right size. Right. So he just went to, you know, fix your toilet R Us and mm -hmm. got what he Whatever. thought was. Yeah, this looks like it'll work. And... Ex yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's probably what happened. Right. It was the one that was at eye level. Right. Aisle <laughs> 9, I think, that's in. <laughs> That's right. Fla flippers and flappers on mm -hmm. aisle nine. Right. Now, um, do you have any house calls where people don't tell you everything they need? Yeah. Uh, like, as a matter of fact, I had one just recently. A gentleman called me about, a, as a matter of fact, a T&P valve that was leaking on his water heater. And I said, sure, I can come by and replace it. That's not a big deal. So I got over to his house. I changed the T&P valve. I mean, it took half hour. I was cleaning up, getting ready to walk out the door. And he said, are you going to light the water heater? Now, the T&P valve and lighting the water heater are totally unrelated. So the, And I asked him, I said, well, isn't the water heater lit? And he said, no. And I said, well, what happened? And he said, well, it. I lit it last night, and then 
it worked for a while, then it went off, and it was intermittently working, and you have to light it. And again, he didn't tell you any no, of this it, before. So I was pretty unprepared when I came there. I was prepared right. to do the one job, and then, you know, and I didn't really, I had a pretty busy day. I had people, you know, I was going to next, and I couldn't, right. you know, devote the time to him. So, yeah, it uh, it can be a problem in that regard that I don't, you know, they don't exactly, sometimes the customer doesn't exactly tell you everything that you need to know before you get there. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you had that appointment scheduled, you know, based on what he said. And, right. And, you know, you, you had the next one at a certain time based on what he said. And, you know, you had equipment in your truck based on right. what he said. Exactly. And that and <coughs> things I didn't have also right. based on what he said. You right, know, right. Because right. Uh, especially a newer water heater, it not lighting now, It you know, there's controls and things like that. It's it's a totally different, you know, it's not just like the old days, well, hey, the thermocouple is bad. Everybody's heard that, I'm sure, once or twice. You know, hey, change the thermocouple and it'll probably light, which back in the old days it probably did. Is but that like a flux capacitor? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> it's, all, it's all ABC to me. Right. Well, well, you well know, that's what makes time travel possible. Yes. Yeah. So... I guess um, sometimes when you go on a call, you just get the tip of the iceberg. Right. You always have to pull information out, and a lot of times it um, it takes a lot of work to do that. And unfortunately, it can it can cost a lot of time too, which you know, well, time yeah. is money. And if you're ever late to my house, I'll know why. Right. <laughs> Hung up somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that happens quite a bit actually. But well, I mean, sometimes I know when people are redoing or renovating bathrooms, it's like one little thing. Turns in, into a major into, thing. Right. Yeah. Let's just change the 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 uh, sink, the mm. bathroom sink, and then that reveals big problems. And right, you know. So next thing you know, it's a a major yeah. You're reno. There for two days or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I had the same thing happen in Hudson. It was just a a pop up assembly in a lab sink, and it was as a matter of fact, it was Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. And ah. I told her, I said, yeah, I can run out there this morning and take care of that for you. And it turned out to be a, you know, a total disaster because the drain height was really high. How they got the drain to work in the first place is, it was a mystery to me still. And, you know, it was something else that ended up, you know, taking two hours when it should have taken a half an hour, you know. Right. So, but that part wasn't her fault. She didn't like, you know, withhold anything from me. She just right. didn't know that. Right. Well, but, I could see that. That's probably more the case, I would think. Right. People just didn't know. Right. And th- and that that's understandable. You know, it's it, it, going back to the fellow with the water heater, you know, that was something that you do. And that might have been something you would have wanted to tell me on the phone that, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. I had to light the water heater four different times yesterday. Right. So more information is better. It's hard enough to keep, a, uh, you know, enough material on the truck to do sure. what you think is, is going to be wrong anyway. Yeah, you, you don't know. have a semi. Right. <laughs> Back it up. Right. And sometimes that wouldn't be big enough, but yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, the time of this podcast is December. Right. And the weather, you know, is semi, speaking of semi, semi-cold. Yeah, it's getting colder um, for sure. It's getting colder. And it's, um, since cold weather is here. Oh, it's time to go over our common sense cold weather questions. Yes. Thank you. Sure. You know, a lot of the stuff, it you know, is common sense, you know. Like winterized outside faucets and stuff. If you know, here we go, Julie. Shut off the water to the outside faucet. Yes. Is that something you do? Um. Well, no. Actually, I do think my husband takes care of that. All right. Yeah. Simple things like that. Shut the water off inside the house. Go outside to where the faucet is or the the silcock and open it up and let what water is in there, the pressure drain out, and you'll be fine till springtime. 
stuff like that. Other than that, you know, uh, keep the house warm. You know, if you're gone a long period of time during the day, you know, don't turn the heat way down. Or if you have a room that, you know, gets colder or something like that, you know, see if you can't make some sort of arrangement to, you know, get heat in there, whether it be even like a fan. If you have a box fan in the house and say, uh, I don't know if it's a bathroom or something that's like in, the, in addition. A lot of times in addition seems to be a problem. Hmm. If you can, like, you know, definitely leave the bedroom door open, leave that bathroom door open, even um, the cabinet doors or something like Keep that open so the heat or warm air can get in there. It's not cold enough to do anything like people say turn the faucet on and leave it drip a little bit. Right. You know, it's not really cold enough for that yet, but, you know, just some common sense things. Just make sure heat can get to, you know, the place that, you you know, is, is you know, normally cold in the wintertime. You know, try and, you know, stay ahead of the game. You know, that I don't know why that reminds me of something, but have you ever went to someone's house and they had unusual toilet placement, like in a you know, strange place? Yeah, as a matter of fact I did a friend of mine who had a house in Westlake had there was a it was a slab home and uh, it looked like there was like two or three separate additions on there, and yeah, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I walked it you it was a strange layout, you, right, like remuddled, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And one of the, it was in the laundry room. You walk through, like, off the kitchen in to the laundry room where there's a washer and dryer, of course. And then right next to it was a toilet. And then you could walk through that room and then get to a bedroom. That wasn't the only entrance into the bedroom, was it? No, there was another one that came around. Oh. I think it was in the in, from the living room down a hallway. And, but it was wow. still. yeah. It, yeah, I mean, there was no kind of. Partition. I mean, there was doors on both. Don't get me wrong. There was right. doors, but still, you know, it was like the toilet right next to the dryer. Right. It, you know. Well, I've seen homes where bathrooms are very close to the kitchen. Right. Which is also not mm-hmm. recommended. Yeah. Um, there was a house, because, you know, we've lived in our house now almost 20 years, but mm. before that, we were looking at a lot of houses, mm. and we were looking at old houses, and a lot of them were renovated oddly, and... Yeah. One of them had a bathroom like on the way up the stair. You know, there was like a little bathroom on on your way up. Yeah. You know, it was just in a really odd placement. Yeah, and probably really small too. Yeah, it's very small. Um, but this might take the case. We actually owned a house in Bedford mm-hmm. that you walk down the basement and there was a toilet yeah. right there in the middle with no walls or anything. Uh, a lot of older houses were like that with a basement. The toilet was just, there was a toilet in the basement, and then that was it. Yeah, it was know. like no walls. No. No sink. Um, I don't even know where you put the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging from a string off yeah, the clothesline. From, from the pull chain from the light, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those had the old, uh, the ones that I think people tried to close them in after, you know, living in the house for a while, the ones that mean in the basement anyway. And they Yeah, this use... one wasn't, maybe the people that had... You know, lived in it before had some kind of thing around it that was portable because it was yeah. like when they were showing the house to us, it was very comical. Yeah, my dad. As a matter of fact, my dad's house was where he grew up. Um, his house was like that. You'd walk down the basement steps, and it was almost directly. It was on the the wall, but I mean, it was probably like ten, twelve feet away from the stairway. But when you walk down the four or five steps, because it was a really old house and it had a real, mm. you know, low ceiling in the basement. But the toilet was, you know, right ahead of you a little bit to the left, and there was no kind of partition walls around them. Usually, wow. usually they used to have, sometimes you'd see those, uh, uh, they closed them off and they would use, like, uh, 
like one by six boards, those old ones, and then there would be a gap, like about oh, a one yeah, inch yeah, gap. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, a lot of times you see them in old apartment buildings as like right. storage closets or stuff like that. Yeah, there was a lot of those. But they used to call them water closets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. Do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I th- I just thought that was very odd, and we had never seen that before. But um, that would even be worse though if the if the basement had low. You know, ceilings. low ceilings, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you wanted to stand up and do what you're going to do, mm-hmm. it would be probably not that easy if yeah. you're a tall person. If you're a tall person, yeah. <laughs> make sure your head goes in between the rafters, which is, yeah, with the way I am, a lot of basements wow. are like that. Wow. Yeah. See, I don't have a problem when I go in the basements. Short <laughs> people don't have these issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, um, how do people contact you about their questions, Chris? Well, they can contact me uh, c- at com is one way. Our phone number is... Two one six seven zero three seven zero zero seven, or email at cw eight two two six seven at yahoo dot com. Yahoo. That's it. Well, I, I felt like we uh, definitely talked a lot about water water heater. It makes me nervous that I, I need to go do some something. Anything. Some, I need to give my water heater some love right at this yeah, at this point. I'll have to look at it when I come over <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Yes, yes, Chris spends a lot of time at my house. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to make sure he's, he has very knowledgeable and, you know, it's like, okay, what about this, Chris, and what mm. about that, Chris? And That's right. And that's, that's how we know that you're qualified, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but we also have to remember that people could call you about, you know, coming out to their house, too, not just for questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Any certainly. plumbing issues, residential, mm-hmm. commercial? Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of, I mean, just questions kind of all across the board when I see people, um, you know, at the store or at the bank. I see quite a few people. Yes. <laughs> I see Gary at the bank all the time. All the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, some people, and they ask me this, you know, a- any kind of questions, which I don't care. I, I right. you know, certainly stop and take the time. Someone asked me about, you know, um, Teflon tape versus pipe dope, you know, and talked a few minutes about that, you know, simple things. So. I don't. I don't even know what Teflon tape is. So. Yeah. So that'll I be. I, another, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to be your assistant anytime soon. I don't You're think. Gonna be, yeah, I won't be my helper anytime soon. <laughs> no, I no. think. I think I would fail no, miserably. Well, everybody, until next time, yes, which right. will probably be next year. It'll be yeah after Christmas. Christmas time. It'll be so. uh, yeah. It'll be uh, happy New Year. Happy. That's right. It'll be 2019 by the next time we do this. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. and we'll be you know flushed with excitement. Very good. <laughs> so, right, keep the questions and emails coming. You can certainly contact me or Julie, and we uh, will certainly get to your question. We will do it on the air. And that t- sounds great. Till then, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Everybody, a very happy, happy. And um, this is us signing out. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.